Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 7 The Past Astrid awoke in a cold, dank room illuminated by a peculiar glowing orb floating in the air above her. She tried to raise herself up from the damp table on which she was laying, but found that her hands and feet had been tied down. This is it. She's awake, grunted a voice nearby. Get the scanner. Turning her head to her right, she saw to her surprise one of the tattooed gang members who had been scouring the moor in her vision. This was the one who had issued the others with orders. She looked to her left and saw other members of the group hurrying about the room, which appeared to be the crumbling remains of another stone dwelling. Feeling refreshed, are we? said the leader of the group, his voice dripping with enjoyment at his captive's predicament. Fresh enough to knock that school off the side of your face if you untie me hands. Astrid replied in a croaky voice. The leader snorted. <laughs> I like it when I fight back. You'll love me. Here it is, another of the group announced, and Astrid could see a peculiar device being handed between them. It was domed, like an upturned bowl, only with large sections cut out. A thin strip of light ran along the edge. The leader placed a hand upon the domed surface, and lights flickered beneath his palm. Put it on her. Boss says we haven't got long. The device was forced down onto Astrid's head. It was a tight fit, and it added to her already tender headache. What are you doing to me? she asked. She noticed that the different tattooed acolytes of the mysterious boss had begun to step away from her, circling the table she was tied to from a safe distance. Their leader answered her. Our boss says you know the whereabouts of something we've been looking for. Immediately she thought of the rockfall and the power beneath it that had called to her in her vision. Don't know what you run about, she lied. We thought that would be the case, the leader said too cheerily. So the boss gave us this to play with. He patted the helmet covering the top of her head. Just need to get it going and... A high-pitched whistle sounded in Astrid's head and she convulsed in pain. The drab room around her became dark and sluggish as though someone had slowed down her sight. Don't mind us, the leader told her. We just need to rewind your memories a bit. Slowly, an image began to form on the wall in front of her. Oh, not more of this, Astrid groaned. She had experienced enough visions to last her a lifetime. Won't take long if you give us what we want, her erstwhile interrogator replied, and she felt strangely comforted at knowing someone else could see this particular apparition. The screen before her replayed what she had seen of the moor upon arriving with the professor. The trees surrounding the machine and the valley beyond. She smiled sadly at the sight of the professor walking off to explore, then realised what was coming next. If the device scanning her mind could access the visions that had come to her, then they would see the landslide. She flinched and heard her own voice echoing in her head. They mustn't find me, she told herself. They must not know. 
As suddenly as it had started, the tumult in her mind subsided and she watched the screen again. She was about to move away from the professor's machine and towards the rocks in the dell. However, now she could feel a cool tingle across her skull, as though the machine on her head accessing her memories were somehow more tangible, as if it were a part of her. She closed her eyes and concentrated, replicating the image on the wall of the room within her head, and she thought hard. Both images slowed to a stop. What are you doing? the leader of the group spluttered. She grinned a mischievous grin and then concentrated again. The image on the screen began to reverse, taking her back to the time machine. Ah, no, 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 what's going on? The man beside her protested. The boss didn't say anything about this. You're not dealing with a novice this time, squire, Astrid smirked and sent a pulse of thought through the scanner, opening her eyes to watch her efforts play out on the screen. Just as the vision in her head had done when she'd been unconscious, the screen now replayed her previous travels with the professor in reverse. Glimpses of tall, angry men appeared, and a shining void filled with many copies of the same woman. There was a stately home surrounded by fog, a country lane where an accident had taken place, a beautiful green field ripped apart by a crack in time, and then a flash of the time machine in the temporal vortex, giving way first to a royal palace and a former Queen of England, then to a hideous monster ripping apart a man's flesh. Stop it! the man yelled at her. Right, remove it! Take it off her! And then the professor was gone, and Astrid could see soot and sawdust, tables covered in stale ale and men leering at her as she sought to mop up the spillages. Then there was Mistress Bradley watching her sweep up in the cart-horse tavern. A buzzing noise started to fill the room. What's happening? the leader was shouting. She could feel him trying to shift the device on her head, but a spark of energy snapped at him. It doesn't work! It's wire. Astrid could feel something building in her mind, as though the visions she had experienced were taking hold again. Now the memories projected on the screen weren't just images. She could feel them. The cold streets at night through which she walked in search of shelter as a young girl. The cobblestones pressing into her bare feet. The unkempt men and their angry smiles. The doorways and alleyways drenched in foul smells. The fractious sleep and the looming shadows. Stop! she heard herself saying aloud. It's too much! Still the images regressed, the sights of Tudor London disappearing in an eruption of light. Instead there were fields, green fields through which she was running. A man was there, and a woman, but their faces were missing, much like the professor's other companion in her previous vision. She could feel the summer breeze and the grass beneath her feet, and then came the anger, the fear the arguments of a thousand bitter words all being said at once. It's ready for her. You can't! You can't! And there it was, the rockfall, the slithers of light seeping out from beneath the stones. I know that, one of the scavengers announced. It's the landslide. Tell her to go closer. No! Astrid cried. Do it! The gang's leader ordered. Closer! The light around the rocks grew brighter, cascading out of the ground. More voices filled her head, more images than she could comprehend. The pain swelled and in the white-hot heat of a cataclysm, Astrid passed out. The screen on the wall of the dank room became blank, and the girl on the table went limp. Was that it? the leader asked his assembled minions. The landslide. Is that where it is? Have we found it? 
The excited gabbling of the group was cut short as the door opened and in walked their commander-in-chief. They bowed their heads dutifully. We think we've found the location of the treasure, boss, the leader reported. For once that's quite exquisite timing, said Lorelei, because I've just found us a way to get hold of the second key. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Cottage on the Moor, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> <laughs>